Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 148. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. We're going to do the arc of the Commander Rejects by talking to a deck that lives the dream. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We're going to continue on our arc of unappreciated commanders from Commander by talking about a commander that wasn't in Commander. Sure. We got a whole bunch of big-time merch updates, patron shout-outs, thank yous to everybody who listens, a couple of stories to tell, but before we do any of that, we got to thank our official, official sponsor, face-to-facegames.com, they're Canada's biggest magic store. Ooh, very much so, and I am getting pumped. We're only, what are we, one weekend or two weekends out from the face-to-face games open in Regine Hole. Excited that we're going to go to a face-to-face open, less excited that it is in Regine Hole. Yeah, you know what? Realistically, though, it's cold everywhere now, so... Well, yeah, but everywhere isn't Regina, dude. Like, it's... That's true, yeah. yeah, You know what? I've been doing, like, uh, winter is coming, hashtag no filter updates on Twitter through my bedroom window, and it's just, like, from the top of the frame to the bottom of the frame, gray. Snow, frost, wind. You can't see wind in a picture, but trust me, it's windy. I think I'm going to start taking pictures of just garbage that I see places and start doing hashtag Regina is coming. (laughs) You can see those on Twitter, at CCO Brando and at CCO Podcast. Those are our two Twitter handles. Yes, um. We are both a little bit under the weather. If we sound a little funny or you hear coughing in the background, it's because we're sick. Yeah, it's cold. We have colds and or flus and or flu shots and or got our faces sneezed into. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound very pleasurable when when I say it like that, but, you know, we always laugh, so. Yeah, nobody likes being sick. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's yeah, fine. It's, I've, I've pretty much just, like, kind of came to the realization that till my kid's, like, 14 or 15, I'm just going to be sick. I'm just yeah, going to be sick all the fucking time. It's a thing. As long as I work in a place where people don't wash their hands, I'm going to do the same. Yeah, and your mouth is always close to things that other people's mouths are close to. Do not Google that. Correct. Yes, do not do not Google that. We always take the mic sock off, but, I mean, that's there's only so much you can do. Yeah, I mean, if you have strong enough germs, they're going to penetrate all the way through that mic sock. <laughs> also, don't Google that. Yes. <laughs> Okay, Um, you had mentioned on the intro, living the dream. Living the dream. One of the things, when we got this email from, uh, who who is it, Dolphin Jesus? Dolphin Jesus on tappedout.com. Sorry, tappedout.net. Gave us, uh, sent us this list to our Gmail account, commandercookout at gmail.com. Keep them coming. Uh, We've also, actually, just a quick side note before I go on with the story. We have got a Shattergang brother and a Hwasatora list, so I don't have to make one anymore. So thank you, everybody. Uh, we'll use at least one of those, but if you have any more Shattergang Brothers or Wasatora decks, send them in, keep them coming, we will use one of them for sure. Very much so. We do receive deck lists on the frequent, either in the email or our deck list channel on the Discord. We do keep all of those. We sure do. So if we ever need future, like, Arc of Audience 3.0, if we ever need Arc of Audience type stuff or inspiration if we're trying to put together something... We do we do look at those, use them, keep them. We do. We, we're happy to have them. But back to what we were talking about. We got a list for this lady, and I looked at it and realized what it did and what it does. The, the gimmick of the deck is something that I have wanted to do efficiently since I started playing Magic back in Stronghold. I have been looking for a way to do this, and I could just never find a way of making it efficient enough where it's worth jamming into a deck, be it in in casual, constructed, or in EDH. And today, I finally get to do it. So you were waiting 20x years to do this, and then when this commandy came out, I just built it, and you don't get to do it now. Yes. <laughs> so this is one of my, I not my personal decks, but I do have the deck led by Alenda the Dusk Rose. Give her a read. We'll talk about her a little bit, and then we'll talk about everything else. I like it. Alenda the Dusk Rose is a 1-1 vampire knight for Orzov and 2. So 1-1 for 4 with lifelink. Yeah, she does have lifelink. And whenever another creature, any other creature dies, put a plus one, plus one counter on her. And when she dies, meaning she goes to the graveyard, you make X one one white vampire creature tokens with lifelink where X is her power. 
Ooh, so let's break it down just a little bit. Let's unpack it. She's going to get big because things do die. She does attack and block and gain you a ton of life. Mm-hmm. All things that are just incidental. Yes. Sure, I like having 60 life, but you know what? It doesn't always win you the game. I proved that at EDH and M on Tuesday. I, you know what I did too? I was playing a Rakdos deck and I got up to 60 life and I lost that game too. <laughs> you can, hey, you can find our game updates on the Commander Cookout YouTube channel. There it is. There it is. <laughs> a like and a subscribe goes a long way. Nicely said. So, whenever a creature dies, any creature, token or not, mm-hmm. she gets a plus one plus one counter. So she's going to get big. Sick. Yeah. And we can fabricate that scenario in our deck quite efficiently in black and white. Yeah, like, I don't know what black and white killing creatures. Yeah, or getting tokens, or, I mean, whatever. I I don't know, man. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe this isn't such a good idea. Maybe she's... Scrap it. Yeah, she sucks. We should do a different deck. Yeah, let's go drink beer. Yeah. No, 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 no. All right, fine, fine, fine. So, when she dies, you create X11 white vampire tokens, also with lifelink. Yes. Which is not negligible. Because, of course, they do. Yeah. Equal to her power, not her plus ones. So you're you're always going to get one more than you think you should. You know, you got your <laughs> D20, and it's like on 14 on her. She dies. You think that you're going to get 14 vampires? No, you actually get 15 because she has one power natively. Yeah. So she's not a commander, pre-con commander, legendary creature, whatever, but she is a commander reject. Tell us why. Because when she was printed, people were looking at her and thinking, oh, this is terrible. She has to go to the graveyard and her ability will only happen once. And that's not very good. It totally defeats the purpose of having her be my commander if I have to put her into the graveyard. How can I get her back if she's in the graveyard and I can't cast her from the command zone? Have you ever played black or white? Black and white are the best colors for reanimating, reincarnating, what have you, your thing, your dead thing, to the battlefield. Yeah. So, uh... It is not hard to put her somewhere that isn't the graveyard once she's gone there. And you have an army of dudes to protect you while you do it. Yes. So, that's Alenda. We're going to do a deck. we got a couple other updates. Yes, we do. First up, CCO merch. Merch. Of course. CCO stickers, CCO t-shirts, available through commandercookout.com slash store. Check it out. In the near future, Commander Cookout play mats are going to be available there as well. Whoa! What you said. Right now, we are going to be reaching out to some of our patrons, some of our supporters, some people that we would like to make sure they get a play mat first. They get the first crack at it. I mean, it's, it's not a favoritism thing. It's just one of the things that we promised we would do once we got to the play mat stage of our development. And here we are. Very much so. We want to make sure that we are looking after the people that are looking after us. Sure. (laughs) Sure. After that, after we know that all those needs have been satisfied, they will be for sale on commandercookout.com slash store. And so keep an eye on our Facebooks and our Twitters and stuff. We'll have the updates as we go along from there for when they go up. Yeah. Last thing about playmats, I've been bombarded on Twitter and other platforms with what the price point's going to be. They're going to cost roughly what a playmat costs. What we don't know yet, because I haven't asked the question with the playmat in hand, is what the shipping charge is going to be. Remember, we're in Canada. We are looking to ship worldwide, but Canada Post gouges chunks of our body out of us whenever we try and ship something that isn't an envelope. Yeah, they uh, they cut my pinky toe off last time I tried to send a video game to somebody. Yeah. And they just they just kept it. It's still there. It's just on the counter behind the person. They wear it like as a little talisman? No, they just keep it on the counter with all the other pinky toes that they cut off when you ship something. <laughs> it's insane. So be aware, uh, but we'll let you know once we once we know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's going to be soon. Very soon. So we mentioned people who are looking after us. Patreon.com slash CCO podcast. Your support goes a long way in helping grow the show and uh, helping us provide the high quality content like you're listening to right now. And the high quality playmats because I'm telling you, those are sick. They're pretty nice. We had them we had them printed from wherever face to face games gets their playmats. And if you're familiar with like the top eight playmats that that face to face gives out at like their opens and stuff, they are way nicer than those. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Ball's playing modern and and actually winning top eight and getting real money. Yes. 
<laughs> Come play Commander. Hey, we're not talking about prizes and money. We're talking about playmats. And these playmats are sick because they have our logo on them and they're super cool. Yeah, and they are black. If you spilt beer on them, it would probably not even show up. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Patreon shoutouts. We've got some new patrons to shout out. You can get your CCO nickname. Again, go to the Patreon, check out the benefits there. First shout out, Matt Jorgensen. Cat deck winner, Matt Jorgensen, oh, from a couple weeks ago. That's exciting. Let's go with MJorg20. It's a takeoff of my favorite ever backyard wrestler. We've sort of used it. How about MJorg23? Because then he could be like pseudo-celebrity Michael Jordan. Ooh, that actually fits in with the MDog20 thing, because that guy used to do a moonsault off of a basketball hoop. Oh, sick. <laughs> so we're totally, out. totally backyard. Yeah, backyard MJorg23. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we should call him totally backdoor. Don't Google that. <laughs> no. <laughs> backdoor Jorg. <laughs> I like that one the best. I like the backdorg. <laughs> <laughs> okay, backjorgensen, backdorgensen, whatever it is, you pick. Everybody, uh, when they get these nicknames, they incorporate the nicknames into their Discord their Discord names on, on the CCO Discord channel. So it's lots of fun. You can kind of just pick and choose whatever you want, Matt. Yeah. Welcome. Well, thanks. For the, welcome aboard. Hope you enjoy the cats. And F you. Yes. Next shout out. Tober? Nope. It's Tobert Canope. I'm assuming there's like some Frenchified silent letters in there. It's definitely just nope. And you have to say it like that. Nope. Yeah. Oh, Tobert, welcome. Also, F you, also nope. <laughs> F you, buddy. Okay, next one. Kyle Roy. Totally normal. Just like Kyle Roy. Well, tradition dictates his two first names, so one, we can't trust him. And two, we have to fix that by giving him a last name. Yes. How about how about Kyle Roy Kaminsky? Kyle Roy Kaminsky. Yeah. Bonus points if you can spell that as your Discord name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember last time we did that and the guy did it? Yeah. And the name was like something like super long. Super yeah. Slonagon Ivanovich or something. It was like <laughs> holy shit. And then he did it. F me, I guess. We've got we've got a couple supporters from overseas. Now they're Ooh. they're not our first overseas supporters, but I think they're there. The first overseas supporters from their respective countries. Ooh. Yeah. We've got Alper Tunk. I have no idea if I'm saying either of those right. I'm just pronouncing the letters as I see them. From Vienna, Austria. Ooh. Albert Tonk. Ooh. How about Alper Tonk or Tonks? There's a character named Tonks in uh, Harry- Game of Thrones. Oh, I was going to say Harry Potter. Is there one in Harry Potter too? I don't know. I thought there was one in Game of Thrones and she like, hit people with a stick. Hey, I'm I'm Tonk. down. Tonks. Alper hit them with a stick. Yeah. Hit him with a stick, Tonks. Last shout out. Sam Geese from New Zealand. What? What's what? Sam not as mean as Canada Geese. There we go. Yep. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yep. You should when you get married, man, you should like take your partner's last name. <laughs> Never be a goose. Never be a goose. Never Unless be a it's goose. a Canada goose and you're like doing some role playing where you got to be the tank. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, then you'll never die. When you got to be the heavy, you just be a goose. Yeah. Oh. Sam, not a Canadian goose. Thank you. Welcome aboard. F you. Whatever term of endearment you like. I don't know why people want these, <laughs> but. I'm happy that you do. Welcome to the nation. Yeah, welcome aboard, everybody. We're expanding. This is exciting. We're worldwide. I like that. I don't know why I said it like that. Because Titus Worldwide, WWE. There we go. Last thing before we get to the deck. Uh Uh-oh. We've got a charity update. We've got a charity event on November 16th for Extra Life Saskatchewan. This is a little bit more directed right to the local people that listen to the show from Saskatoon and surrounding area. There's a 24-hour gaming... A-thon. A-thon. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yep. Links, locations, times, I'll be in the show notes. We'll post them on Twitter, like Extra Life Saskatchewan has a Twitter, and I'm, I'm going to retweet it for all the local people that follow us. It's like from 9 a.m. on a Saturday till 9 a.m. on a Sunday, on November 16th. Yeah. And it's just, we're going to show up. We're going to do some EDH, and I think Aaron from Collectors said he's got he's got some cool stuff. I don't remember what he said. that like It's something about Throne of Eldraine Super Packs, or he's got some cool stuff to give away. So come on down, support some Extra Life. It's for kids, and we're going to be there probably drinking beer and playing Magic. 
as we do. Yes. So we'll be down there for a few hours. You're all welcome to come down. If anybody wants to support oh, or dude, donate to it. Oh, dude, I got a babysitter. It, I'm going to be there like all night. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the kids. <laughs> it's for the kids, damn it. But yeah, like, if, if you want to support, all of the links and information will be down below. And uh, let's let's do it for the kids. That's it. Deck? Fine. Creech? I'll end the dust. Let's do them reverse alphabetical order today. Ah. Oh. Uh, oh, did you change your mind? You want to go back up to the top? No, let's just get this guy out of the way. Let's get him out of the way. Yehani the Undying Partisan. 2-2 two, two haste for two. Of note, he's a vampire. I'm not sure if that's really relevant in this deck, but whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, he gets a plus one, and you can sack a creature to give him indestructible until end of turn. That's pretty crazy that he becomes indestructible until end of turn. Because it just it's not written on his card, like up at the top. So when you're looking over at the opponent's board, they're like, oh, I can kill all your guys with a Wrath of God. You just sacrifice one of them, and Yehenny doesn't, whatever. And when we get to the, the I think it's actually going to be the last card in the deck, too. You're going to see why he's in there. Well, you can sacrifice a Lenda to him, too, right? Like, that's, well, that's one of the reasons he's in there. That's tertiary. That is not, no. Sure. Well, Order. sack outlets are certainly. Yes, they're important. good. Yeah. But there is a spicy nugget in there. How about Tessa Karloff or Tessa Karloff? I should Ooh, say. this is the good Tessa. This is the two four for two. If a creature dying causes an ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that thing triggers twice. So it's death panharmonicon. Death, death harmonicon. Death harmonicon. Yeah, yeah. So you get double the tokens with your Elenda, and of course, if she's still around, uh, she gives all the tokens that that makes. Vigilance and even more lifelink. Yes, very powerful card in this set. Yes, or this deck. Was she designed to work with Haunt or not Haunt? Was it Haunt? Afterlife. Or afterlife. So you get whatever the afterlife number is, you double it. Yeah. Pfft. No way that could ever be abused. Hey? Yeah. <laughs> Let's build it for draft. Nah. How about Tajnar Sword Swordsmith? Ooh, yeah, mirrored in a block special four mana two four. Enters the battlefield, you can pay X if you do. Search your library for an equipment with converted mana cost X or less and put it onto the battlefield. So that's there, I think, for either a skull clamp or a blade of the... Uh, what do you call it? Blade of the butt cheek? Blade of the butt cheek. Yeah, so we'll talk about those in the equipment section. Why is white the equipment color? Like, what what precipitated that? You would know this. Because um, for a long time, they've been the, the equipment color. I think that's just what color that they gave it to. It's just white needs something. We're not going to let them draw cards. Let's let yeah. them play equipment. Yeah, well, armories and soldiers and, you know, a soldier needs a sword or a shield. F flavorfully, it makes sense. And like you said, they can't draw cards, but let's make them tutor for equipment. Let's make them tutor for that skull clamp. <laughs> yeah, definitely not going to complain. <laughs> definitely not going to complain. Speaking of what we were just talking about, how about stone you were giant? This is a 5-mana 4-4 four, four Vig that's got one white tap, search for an equipment, put it onto the battlefield, attach it to a creature you control? Yeah, man, Stone Hero Giant is a boss. He is a boss. I'm he got a reprint. Yeah, he was in Modern Masters or uh, something. Oh, so his price didn't go down then. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> it did not affect the price. I'm not. A, I'm, you know what? I'm not a huge fan because he doesn't have an an ETB ability. He's pretty slow, but I like him. He's fun. You know what? In this particular deck or Alenda decks in general, we are looking to play that grindy, make tokens. You can't kill me. I've got multiple paths to victory. It's fine that he's slow. Yeah, and he doesn't cost what Stoneforge costs. So I think that he's. I think he's he's fun and he's he's balanced. I think he's cool. Yeah. It's a cool card. All right, how about Sidisi Undead Vizier? Enters the battlefield, exploit, that means you sack a creature. If you do, Demonic Tutor. You just search for whatever you want. On yeah. top of that, she is a 4-6 death touch for 5. She does everything the deck wants to do. Yes. Sacrifice shit, tutor, kill stuff. If you can recur her, she's going to do it all again. Next up, we have the Laser Eel or Shriekmaw. Enters the battlefield, destroy target target non-artifact, non-black creature. Terror is a creature. You can evoke it for two, but then it dies immediately, which is okay with Alenda because she's just going to get a counter. Yeah, she gets a counter from it. And it's a 3-2 with fear if it sticks around. Yeah, if you cast it for its five, like its regular five cost, it's a 3-2 with fear. Is fear intimidate? 
I guess fear is intimidate when fear is on a black creature. Got there. <laughs> All right. How about Relic Seeker? That has renowned. Renown sucks. When this creature dies, deals combat damage to a player. If it isn't renowned, it gets a plus one and it is renowned. Okay, so it's a 2-2 two, two for 2 with renowned. When it becomes renowned, you may search your library for an equipment, reveal it, put it into your hand. Ooh, I didn't count that as a tutor because I forgot that. It's a pretty bad tutor. There's a lot of tutors in this deck. Renown is, I don't know if it's awful, but I don't think it's very good. Especially on a like a two two or a one one, like it gets eaten every time. You know what? I know what this searches for, and if this is a timely relic seeker, like you drop it on turn two, turn three, it's going to hit somebody. Like you know the person that goes like turn one tap land go, turn two, you know ramp or rock. Yeah, ramp or worn power stone tapped go. Uh, you got no creature. Okay, relic seeker, search for my. One drop skull clamp or my one drop blade of the blood chief. Yeah, um, that is definitely going to get you those two equipment, which are very important for the deck. Talk about this renown. Sure, a creature is renowned. Um, remember in Amonkhet block when they had all the like the, the brick counters and the exerted counters, yep. and, the, and they gave you the little tear apart punch card that had yeah, all of those yeah. on there? I found one of those in my collection the other day, an, an unpunched one. Those are a fabulous idea, and I hope that they keep doing them. Sure. I wish they had a had one that had a little renown token on it. Yeah, that's a good idea. That would be pretty cool. It could have like some confetti coming down, because like, he's coming home in a parade, because he just did something really good. That would be cool. There you go. All right, next card, Plague Crafter. Ooh, when he enters the battlefield, each player sacks a Creech or Planeswalker. If they can't, they discard a card. We would normally not cast this on turn three unless we were just willing to sacrifice him. We would cast it late game, and we would sacrifice Alenda and get way more benefit. Yes. How about Marionette Master? It's a six-drop, one-three, so we'll be looking for some upside, I think. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, Legends? <laughs> So it's got Fabricate 3. When it enters the battlefield, you can put three 1-1 one, one counters on it, or you can put three colorless servo tokes into play. Whenever an artifact you control is put into the graveyard from the battlefield, target opponent loses life equal to Marionette Master's power. So if she enables herself, it's 1. And if she doesn't enable herself, she's a 4-6 for 6? Six? Yes. Yeah. It's fine. You know what? You put a Blade of the Blood Chief on her, and you just sacrifice a bunch of artifacts. And if they're artifact creatures, they all get, like, she gets huge, and she starts dealing, like, 20 to everybody. That's fine. That's okay. All right. How about Crab the Unredeemed? It's a 5-drop 3-3. Three, three. He partners with Regna, but I didn't see a Regna when we went through the R section. So... <laughs> So he's a free shuffle when you play him. There you go. So he's a 3-3 three, three for 5, shuffle your library. Also, black, sack X creatures, draw X cards, and gain X life. Put X plus 1s on Krav? Krav is insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we would just sacrifice Alenda, and we would get like 20 more tokens. Or we would sack Alenda earlier and sack all the tokens. Yes. Yeah. Just bring yourself back into the game and draw half your deck. Nothing wrong with that. Draw half your deck. You know what? If you're sacking a bunch of Alenda tokens to your Phyrexian altar to get black mana, and then you reanimate your Alenda, and you sack them, like, just keep sack. There's some kind of sack loop with Krav to draw your whole deck, probably. You can oh, do this. There, there. It's definitely there. Uh, we have a Kakusho. 5-5 five, five Flyer. When he dies, he fives everybody. You gain that much life. I'm soft on that card. I don't like it. I think it's too easy. I think it's easy mode. You know what? It goes in the same deck as Grey Merchant of Asphodel. It does the same kind of thing, yeah. except it does less damage and it costs more mana. So if you're mm. soft on that, you're soft on Gary. Now Gary's a zombie, so he's thematic. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. playing Gary for theme. That's yes. why we're doing That's it. That's why wink, I play him. Wink, wink, wink. On- <laughs> shut up. I don't want people to be on to me. Uh, next up, we have Hell's Caretaker. This is Legends. <laughs> yeah, there you go. This is in Legends. Okay, so it's a four drop, one, one. Again, looking for that upside. During your upkeep only, sack a creature, you tap them, sack a creature, get a different creature back to the battlefield. So this is our first instance of we don't care if Alenda's in our graveyard. Yeah, because you're going to sack one of her tokens and get her back. Yes. Oh, yeah, you just sack one of the tokens. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the worst art I've seen on a magic card. I usually don't say that. 
But I, I am not a fan of that. I think that there could be some, there could be anything there. I appreciate the mood, but I don't know. That's good. You, you know what? You, uh, you, you gave some, some positive with some negative there. Yeah. The ninth edition one is the only foil version. It's very expensive, and mm. it's got different art. Yes. Uh, we got a Grave Titan. Six six Death Touch. ETBs are attacks. You get two zombies, and he's gonna beat some wholesale ass and give you tokes. How about Erebos, God of the Dead? Five seven. Only a creature, though, if you have seven or more devotion to black. Five. Oh, yeah, sorry, five. Indestructible, of course, as all of the Theros gods are. Opponents can't gain life, which is just gravy, really, because the real ability is black, one, pay two life, draw a card. He's there just to draw cards, right? That's what he's in there for? Oh, yeah. Remember when I said Alenda is going to be like a 20-20 with lifelink? Yeah, you, you don't could, care what you Yeah, you can attack or block with that. And usually you attack just to kill like chump blockers and you gain all the life and don't care if you get swung back at yeah yeah because you got so much life and then just end a turn erebos until you have no more mana left we've got a crypt ghast it doubles your swamp mana and it has extorted it's a two two for four we have a burnished hearts it's a two two for three where you can pay three sack it to find two basic lands and to play tapped and the last creature is a chainer dementia master oh baby this card is my jam he's a three three for five all nightmares get plus one plus one. So mm. you know, nightmare tribal. Yeah, oh, we could do it. <laughs> Maybe one day. Black, black, black. Pay three life. I'm listening. <laughs> Put a creature from your graveyard onto the battlefield. It's black. It's a nightmare. Who cares? When Chainer dies, you exile all those creatures. It's important because if you bring back your Lenda, she's a two-two instead of a one-one. So you're gonna get one more. Ooh. Right? There it is. There we go. There it is. Broken wide open. And also important is you need to have a sack outlet on board with Chainer because if he dies, your Lenda would then be exiled to the command zoner and you wouldn't get the tokens. Mm. So you'd want to sacrifice her in response to Chainer dying. Yes. All right, let's talk some instance. You can clump some removal because I think like everybody's fairly familiar we're playing some of the premier removal for these colors. We're playing Orzov. So of course we have Anguished on Making. We have Go for the Throat. We have Mortify. We have Swords to Plowshares and we have... I'm going to lump Tef's Protection in there too. Yeah, I was going to tell you to do that. Everybody knows what that is. Sweet, sweet, I would say. Yeah, it's got a good removal suite in it. Then we have an Enlightened Tutor. That's another way to find your super sweet equipments or your enchantment for one white instant speed put on top of your library. So you do this at the end of your opponent's turn so you can draw it on your turn or if you have a draw effect in your hand. Yes. How about Howl from Beyond? This is the first time we've ever played this card. It's a good card. Um, is it? <laughs> yes. It's a good card. Black, in this deck. Black X Instant. So, yeah, not actually terrible. Target creature gets... Plus X plus O until end of turn. Good with Alenda. You could dump all of your mana into Alenda, sacrifice her, and get all of your mana worth of one ones. You could dump all your mana into her, kill somebody with commander damage, gain a bunch, gain of, a life. bunch of life, then sack her to get all your mana back in the form of one ones. Yeah, which you could then sacrifice again to get your mana back in the form of some of uh, some of the artifacts that we are running. Yep. You, you probably can guess what those are, but yes. we'll cover those in a second. But we'll get to them in a bit. How about Reaping the Graves? That is a picture that I am wanting to get tattooed on my face. <laughs> that is Ron Spencer, man. That is why he's my favorite magic artist. This is a Scourge Common, and this... It, it's got Storm. Storm was originally from Scourge. This is it. Okay, so it's black to instant. I can't stress that enough. Return target creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Storm. That's pretty cool. So when we can sacrifice and get creatures back and, and get mana from, from all of that kind of just exchange happening, we're going to cast a whole bunch of stuff. You know, you partner your your Krav or your Erebos to draw cards. With all that mana, you're going to cast a lot of stuff, get lots of Creech back, and just keep going with Reaping the Graves. You can incidentally get a lot of value out of this one and the green counterpart that finds lands out of your deck at the end of your opponent's turn. Like, if they've cast just, like, two or three things, you can just get three or four of your guys back. Instant. It's an instant. It's, it's, it's so good. Way underplayed cards like that. How about Rescue from the Underworld? Sick flavor. Sick art, cool card. Instant, as an additional cost, sack a creature. 
So you're sacking it to the underworld for five mana. Choose target creature card in your graveyard, return that card, and the card you sacrificed at the end of your turn or something, right? Beginning of your next upkeep. So you send your creature to the underworld, and it comes back with the other creature that you want to get back. <laughs> that is so cool, so flavorful. And if the $0.25 cent price tag on that is too high for you, I virtually guarantee you they're going to reprint it when we go back to Theros and get Elspeth out of the graveyard. And have Elspeth on it, it's going to be great for everybody. I want them to keep that art. Like I th do too. That I is the River Styx. And how do you say it? Sharon? Sharon the Boatman. Yeah. Give them a couple coins on your eyeballs. You get in the boat. You go down to the underworld. Sick. How about Supernatural Stamina? You know, this is a Gaunty staple, but I kind of want to put this in my Alenda deck now. This is this is sick Alenda tech. Black for an instant again. Until end of turn, target creature gets plus two plus oh and gains. When this creature dies this turn, return it to the battlefield tapped. So just put it on Alenda, kill her, get her back. Yeah, or when she gets removed, you just say, okay. Like, it's common in Alenda for somebody, like, when she's at four or five counters and you're starting to do, like, Alenda butt stuff... And somebody's like, okay, hold on. Before you do that, I'm going to kill it so you don't get 10 extra tokens. You go, supernatural stamina. She gets two bigger. She dies. So you get all of your tokens plus two. And then she comes back and you're like, oh, eat it. And then you do all your butt stuff. <laughs> uh, we have a tainted strike. I don't think we need to go too deep on tainted strike. But... I was going to make a butt stuff joke, but I'm going to make a taint joke. Let's do some sorceries. Fuck is that? That is a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Okay, we're going to leave it for last. Victimize. Three mana. Choose a cre choose two creatures in your graveyard. Sacrifice a creature. Get the other two creatures back. They, what were they thinking? What were they thinking? This you get two creatures get back. For the price of one. You are spending a card and you're sacrificing a creature, so you're two for twoing yourself, but probably. <laughs> the creature you're sacking is probably a token, and the creature you're getting back is probably either a Lenja or like Shieldred or something. Like Think about this outside of this deck. Bah. Think about it inside this deck. Yeah. Sacrifice a Lenda. Get 10 one ones. Get back your Grave Titan and get back your... Get a Lenda and Krav. Yeah. Sack all the tokens that you just made and you win the yeah. game. Yeah. Good lord. Speaking of win the game, we have a Torment of Hailfire. Torment of Hailfire. Repeat the following X times. And people never know how this card works until they've actually done it three or four times. But each opponent loses three life unless that player sacks a non-land permanent or discards a card. Each of those things for X. Yes. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that card. But I played oof. it on. I played it at EDH and M on Friday, and it's just like, oh, I can only cast this for nine. It's not. It doesn't feel like it's good enough. <laughs> and it's like, and then while they're doing it, like I realize that, oh my, you've just made people miserable. They're oh, like, yeah. oh, I could just pay twenty-seven life, or I could sacrifice my this whole board. Yeah. Or I could discard this. Oh, but I need this card. But I can't sacrifice this creature. Fuck, I guess I just have to pay 27. <laughs> right? One guy discarded his whole hand, sacked his whole board, and then took nine. Oh, <laughs> oh man. That is a that is a hell of a card. Uh, we have Reanimate. Everybody that's, knows Reanimate, right? Yeah, it's going to get your Alenda back for the cost of four life. We have Read the Bones. Draws your cards. In Garrick's Wake. One-sided board Wrath. I would almost argue that you can just play Wrath of God for the cost of four instead of nine mana. Especially since you don't really care if your main creature dies. We have Diabolic Intent. Sacrifice a creature. Tutor for a card. Damnation. There's your damnation, I guess. Blood Divination. Yeah, as an additional cost, sack a creature, you get your Lenda. Draw three cards. That's on a four mana sorcery. I like the two mana ones where you sack a creature to draw two cards. Yeah. Just because that costs four. Like four is a lot of mana to spend to draw three because you're not going to be able to really do anything. I mean, maybe it's late game. That's when you're going to get the most value out of Alenda. Come on, man. Harmonize is really good. Stop playing Harmonize. Start playing Blood Divination. Yes. <laughs> now, okay, it's a Yu-Gi-Oh card. It costs white, white, four... It's got a person with a sword and a helmet on. I think it's a bow. Is that a bow? It could be a bow. It's austere command. Is that what that is? Yes. I don't think that's what that says. You destroy all creatures that are small, all creatures that are big, all enchantments, or all artifacts. Choose two. I'll take your word for it. Let's do some enchantments. Sigarda's aid. Equipment have flash, and when they enter the battlefield, they just auto-equip, right? Yes, you can also do that with auras. Auras also have flash, if that matters. It doesn't matter here, really, 
but it actually does because we are playing Anime Dead, oh, which yeah. is an aura. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got Phyrexian Reclamation. That gets a creature back from your graveyard to your hand. It's a one-drop enchantment. I think that these are important to note that Sigarda's Aid, Phyrexian Reclamation, Land Tax, all one-mana stuff. Yes, Phyrexian Reclamation is a Hirobi special. Yeah. Uh, next up is Phyrexian Arena. Draws you a card, loses your life in your upkeep. Land Tax finds you some lands if you're behind. Uh, grave Pact with the cool art. Yeah, that whenever a creature you control dies, each opponent sacrifices a creature. Love me some Grave Pact. We sacrifice creatures all the damn time. Nobody's going to have any creatures. Nobody. We're also playing Dick Taste of Erebos. It does the same thing, but it costs one more and has Flash. Flash is good. Mm -hmm. Flash is good there. I'll pay a one mana premium for a Flash on that particular card. Uh, good in this deck, we have Gift of Immortality. Enchant Creature. Oh, this got Flash. This flashes with Sigarda's Aid. Yep. So when Enchanted Creature dies, return it to the battlefield under your control just immediately. That's good with Alenda. Under its owner's control. That's important. You can't use it to steal other people's stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could you could, you could, could fucking use it to get back somebody's creature that they wanted dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Get your anger back. Your stuff doesn't have haste. Anyways, return Gift of Immortality to the battlefield attached to that creature at the beginning of the next end step. So there is a window where they could kill it again and then it's like dead. You know what would be fun to gift of immortality on somebody? Uh, bronze bombshell. Is that when it dies they take like 13 or something? Yeah, it comes into play and you give it to somebody and then when they die it sevens them. Oh, <laughs> yeah, And it's like a okay. one three so you just, and you keep sacking a thing to your grave pact and you bronze bombshell them out the game. That'd be fun. That sounds like a good uh, good white stacks finisher for Brando. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, Bitter Blossom? Gives you a, a token and loses you a life every turn. I play that card for sure in my Alenda. Uh, Argul's Bloodfast. This has got black one, pay two life, draw card. And then if you have five or less life at the beginning of your upkeep, you flip it into a diamond valley, which yep. lets you sack a creature to gain life equal to that creature's toughness. It's pretty good. The um, The front side is a two drop enchantment that does what Erebos does. I think at two mana, that's fine. It's okay. But you're never going to activate it until late game. In a deck where you have this much life length, the odds of you being down at five unless you're going to die are pretty low. Yeah, unless we have some other way to pay life, which we don't yet. I was going to say, like, we could cast Necropotence <laughs> and then just pay all the life, flip our, our ghoul's blood fast. It gives us another sack outlet for Alenda. But black, black, black is, I don't know, if, you, if you're not playing, like, lots of dual land things, like black, black, black on turn three is sometimes tough. Yeah. And we talked about uh, Animate Dead. We're playing it. Yeah. So I, I didn't actually do the math, but there so far is a ton of ways to get back Alenda from your graveyard. At least six, five or six, seven. I Did you count? I didn't I count. Did, I didn't count. But we've got... Lots. That's a number. Hell's Caretaker, Animate Dead, Victimize. Chainer. Reaping the Grave, Supernatural Stamina, Rescue from the Underworld. I don't know if I didn't say Reanimate re as well. I think that's I think that's probably all of them at this point. And, and and we haven't even looked at artifacts yet. Yeah, we're still we still have some stuff coming up. So uh, we'll get to that in right now. Hold on real quick before we do. It should be worth mentioning that all of the, the, the categories that we usually look at, you know, like how much acceleration, mana rocks, card draw, all that like that EDH deck techie type stuff. We do have a smaller than normal amount of that, right? Like only four card draw spells only six mana rocks right but lots of the spells do double duty and we're making up for card draw with things like victimize or the the thing that lets us sacrifice a creature to to draw more cards yes we sacrifice an Atlenda and get extra benefit on top of the the cards that we're drawing yes so you're gaining virtual card advantage or like board presence but might not actually be gaining like a mana advantage or cards in hand advantage. It's one of those interesting things that you get to do in a deck when your deck is built around a commander and based on the way you've built your deck, the commander just does it all on the card. Yeah, you're you're sort of breaking the rules of magic, right? You're breaking the rules of commander in that, oh, I'm not going to gain an advantage in recasting my guy, my my commander from the command zone, I'm gonna get like extra extra benefit by letting it go to the graveyard and then just building around that facet. Yes. Speaking of which, we've got some ways to take advantage of that. 
Yes, we will get to that in a moment. First, let's just get the Manor Rock stuff out of the way. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Just clump those mothers. We have an Ashnod's altar. We have a Commander Sphere. We have a Felwar Stone. We have a Hedron Archive. We have an Orzov Signet. We have a Phyrexian altar, and we have a Sol Ring. Of note, we've got a Phyrexian altar and an Ashnod's altar. So we have sack outlets that give us mana to replay stuff that's going to let us get our Alenda back and then just sacrifice her all over yeah, again. We've been playing that. We've been talking about that like the whole show. Like you all knew those were coming. Yeah, exactly. And yep. people forget. They think like, okay, so my Alenda's got 10 counters on her. Nine counters. So I get 10 vampires when she dies. And two mana, let's say. I can get her back with one of my things that I get her back with, put her onto the battlefield again, then I can sacrifice all 10 of those other things. And I get 20 more mana, and my Alenda's a 10-10 again, just already. Yeah. And, like, and your opponent can't even do anything about it because yeah. you're just sacrificing as a mana ability. Yeah, they can't actually even stop you from doing that. And then if Unless they, they play Sudden Shock. Yeah, something like that, right? And, I mean, you can still... No, I guess you can't even do sudden, sudden yeah, shock doesn't still, work. You can still do mana abilities, yeah. right? There's no stopping it. So then we cast something. They go to kill our Alenda or our sack outlet. We can just sacrifice Alenda in response to get 10 more things, <laughs> right? Like very resilient. We're going to talk about that in the strengths and weaknesses section, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> so get, let's let's see what else we got. Let's do the not equipments. Then we'll do the equipments. Sure. With the equipment theme and the creatures and stuff, you, you know there's going to be some sick equipments in there. We're going to start with another altar, and it's the Altar of Dementia. Sack to mill equal to creatures power, right? I'm I'm not 100% sure why that's in here, but it seems good if we want to mill ourselves or our opponents. And maybe it's just a happenstance thing. I don't know. I think it's kind of a loose include personally, but... I mean, maybe the guy likes to play in a meta where everybody's drawing too many cards and you can just hit them for 20 mil and kill them. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember the, the the scenario I just outlined? Except instead of getting mana, you're milling your opponent? Yeah, you there we go. You could probably mill your opponent for 50. That's true. It's not terrible. We have a spawning pit. Sacrifice Creech, put a charge counter on spawning pit, remove two charge counters, you get a 2-2 two, two spawn. It's a sack outlet, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, we have a Whip of Erebos. Return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste, exile at the beginning of the next end step, and creatures you control have lifelink. Also, if the token that you've made or if the creature that you've brought back leaves the battlefield for any reason, you exile. It doesn't go to the bin. Oh, so this this might not be the best way to... You know what? I would suggest maybe cut that. Yeah, I, I would cut it. I like the lifelink. I like the instant speed reanimate to the battlefield. That's great. But uh, it, Oh, no, you can only do it any time you could do a sorcery. Yeah, like it's... I I don't I don't know. I don't think it's good in this deck. Maybe Dance of the Dead? There you go. Yeah, I, I uh maybe Necromancy. I play both of those because they're actually enchantments and I run a Sarah's Sanctum. Ooh. So when I reanimate something, I have an enchantment on the battlefield that was my reanimate, and then Sarah's Sanctum gives me an extra mana. Dig it. Where Whip of Erebos doesn't do that for me. It doesn't do shit. Alright, let's talk about some equipment. Sure. We've got a really good one here in Blade of Selves. Equip creature has myriad, which means when they attack, you Put a copy into play for each other opponent that creature could attack. Great with Alenda, because Legend World just automatically kills her, and then you get three vampires. Great with things like Grave Titan. Because <laughs> yeah, it's a 6-6 six, six that's going to 6 somebody, It's a and you get 6 zombies. It's yeah. good. You miss the attack clause on Grave Titan because they enter the battlefield tapped and attacking, but you sure get the ETB clause. <laughs> <laughs> it's also good with Burnished Heart if you're rolling in mana. It's really good with Kakusho. Oh, yeah. Uh, good with Plague Crafter. Good with Shriek Maw. Good with Sidisi. Good with Relic Seeker. Good with um the one that doubles your mana because yeah. then you've got like quadruple mana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. It's good with virtually every creature in the deck that isn't a reanimate spell. It's good with almost anything. That's a really great include in this deck. How about Blade of the Blood Chief? We already talked about that one. Or Blade of the Butt Cheek, as you should be calling it. Yep. And remember, Alenda the Duskrose is a vampire. So if she's equipped, she gets two plus ones every time something dies from Blade. Plus she gets one from herself. Plus if you have your Taysa Karlov out, she gets double all of that. So she could get up to six counters every time one creature dies. Die. That is how you mill somebody with Altar of Dementia. That's <laughs> how you go. do it. <laughs> and it's an equipment that costs one and equips for one. It's it's a good one. Yeah. 
Uh, we have a Hero's Blade. We talk about it on the show fairly frequently. It equips to legendaries automatically, gives them plus three, plus two. So that's free for Elenda when she ETBs, and you could sacrifice her to get um, three more dudes. Yeah, it equips for four other than that. It's kind of shoddy unless it auto-equips. We have a Nim Death Mantle. That's a good one. That goes infinite with Grave Titan and Ashnod's Altar. I'm sure it also goes infinite with Elenda after she has... A, oh, it gives plus two, plus two. So she would give you three zombies that you could sacrifice with, or sorry, three vampires that you sacrifice with Ashnod's altar. Yep. When they die, you can just return Alenda to the battlefield and re-equip and sacrifice her again, getting three zombies. Gets you infinite bros. That's also how you mill with Altar of Dementia. Yep. So, we, okay, we found it. Broken. All right. Uh, Skull Clamp. We, everybody knows Skull Clamp. Draw, when Equip Creature dies, draw two cards. Swiftfoot Boots instead of Lightning Greaves. Um, maybe because Greaves is a few bucks and it gives Shroud so you can't like double equip something. That could be a thing. Any deck that has a Yu-Gi-Oh card in it has no reason to complain about budget. (laughs) I am not allowed to say cards are too expensive for Norin because I have a Blood Moon in it. That is a Yu-Gi-Oh Blood Moon. Yep. That would be a Amonkhet Invocation Special Border Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Invocation. Yeah. Sometimes I look at it and I'm like, why did I get you? Love the art on that one. Yeah, I do that too. That one's a good I, one. I like the picture. That I just, one's a good one. If I didn't know it was a Blood Moon, I would just, I just put it on the You'd table. Rip it up and, and throw it in the garbage. I just put it on the table and be like, guys, uh, I'm going to play this card. And then everybody would go, ah, it's a Blood Moon! I'd be like, yeah, I totally knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, duh. Of course it is. Stupid. Dude, hit me with the last card. Okay, here it is. Hit me. People have been waiting. Here it is. This is the last card. This is the one. I've played this card in real life. That dreams the dream and makes it happen. It's World Slayer. You son of a bitch. You want to play this card? Yes. Who are you, me? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you read it since you can. You want to read this one. World Slayer is an equipment for five that equips for five. Better be worth it. Whoa. Better be world it. Oh, uh, no. That's, that's nah, forget we said that. Whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player, destroy all other permanents other than World Slayer. Wow. So it hits somebody and only World Slayer remains. World Slayer and your giant army of vampires. Fucking neat. <laughs> you know what I imagine? Some just little dude picks up World Slayer and just like, just like overhand, two hand swings it like he's chopping wood. And as soon as it like, just as soon as the leading edge, the first molecule of that sword hits whatever it's going to touch, it just goes, boom. That <laughs> it ep- looks like the tower at the end of Lord of the Rings. It just blows off sideways. Oh, and the whole earth just fucking collapses. <laughs> it's the episode of The Simpsons where Bart shakes up the beer can and the paint <laughs> shaker, and he jumps around the corner, April Fool! <laughs> and, like, yeah, and then Homer's in traction. It's just like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been waiting so long to have something where it's like, nuke the whole earth. Nothing survives. Except my army of dudes that I have. And yeah, I just except couldn't... my whole everything. And just... I just couldn't find a way of doing it properly. Like, I want to go Wrath of God and then have Wrath of God resolve, and I just have a bunch of dudes. Not float mana and then play them from my hand. Yeah, you know what? World Slayer actually staple in Zergo Helm Smasher decks, the, the, the Mardu one, because he's indestructible on your turn. He's a 7-2. Yeah. So when he attacks, when he's equipped, World Slayer kills everything, but he's indestructible. Yeah, you yeah. could also do indestructible tribal like Blightsteel Colossus and like anything that's made out of dark steel. Yeah. You could do it. That's like a Zergo thing. But I very much like World Slayer in Alenda because you're gonna have the mana if you've got your altars. And I just want an just army get it done. And I want an army at the end. And you have a Yehani that you can sack Alenda oh, yeah, to. There you go. To make him indestructible. So you're gonna have a dude. Not that you're gonna put World Slayer on him anytime soon, but whatever. That's it. Yeah, man. That's I. I. I wah. Nuke the earth. Vampires inherit it. Oh. You you actually can't sacrifice Alenda to Yeheni with World Slayer on the stack because World Slayer, the, the Alenda ability will resolve getting you your dudes and, and then World Slayer. See? So if you did. See? If you did something like you have any other creature, sacrifice that to Yeheni, then equip 
and Alenda's holding World Slayer and, and she kills and blah blah blah. Yehani lives, all your army lives. That's cool. I like that. That's it's awesome. It's awesome. That's so, the deck. So that's the deck. Any lands of note before we move on? Uh, Buried Ruin. I mean, that gets you something back from your graveyard to your hand. An artifact so you can get one of your equipments back. Probably your World Slayer. We got a Rogue's Passage to get your World Slayer in there. 100%. And that's it. Everything else is what you expect. There's a Vault of the Archangel to give your guys lifelink. Death Touch. There's a bunch of plain swamps and dual lands. Cabal yeah. Coffers. Not a whole ton of utility in there. It's all just fixing. So I can go white, white, black, 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 white, 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 black, 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 white, 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 white. It's Two good, colors, you it, can do it with black. They got lots of duels. It's a solid mana base. It's a mana base. So let's see how rejected she is. Everybody was super turned off. Not standard players. They all played her. <laughs> That's why she had like that $14 price tag for a while. But um, everybody was super soft on the she has to die and stay in your graveyard thing that they didn't want to play her. So here's the thing. Reanimation is good because you can hit the best card in your graveyard or your opponent's graveyard most of the time. Yes. So you're going to get a discount on like that Runescar demon that your opponent played and somebody killed. You're just going to get it for two mana, right? You're going to get that worm coil engine that somebody chumped with. Uh, chump, chumped with. Yeah. Quotes, right? Um, you're going to get that for two mana with your animate dead. So you're going to, you're playing cards that are going to translate into better cards or they're going to further your strategy. So I don't think she should be a commander reject, but she is. She's below a lot of stuff not that any of these things that she's below are bad 12th most popular orzov commander on edh rec 252 decks puts her right underneath ariel knight of wind grace like, which i assume what? is a like what enough that's like knight tribal what the f what the fuck and she's right above tessa envoy of ghosts which is actually terrible yeah because she costs seven yeah. If she didn't cost seven, she'd probably be okay. I'm sure the, the Ariel, whatever her name is, Knight of Windgrace, saw a bump after Throne of Eldraine because there's lots of knights. Yeah. So that could be a thing. Probably. I actually kind of want to build Mardu Knights now, to be honest with you. Oh, well, yeah, build it. Here, here's, here's the thing. Here's where we're at so we don't get too crunched for time. 3.09 average converted mana cost, which I is I like that. Which is good, yeah. And you're gonna you're gonna get that when you play lots of reanimation spells because they cost less than the creatures. Yes. That you're reanimating, which is great. Tutors. There's like six tutors in here. Crushes the spice rating. It does. And sometimes you're gonna tutor for equipments that are gonna further or break your strategy. Sometimes you're gonna tutor for those reanimation spells to get your lenda back, which again you you sort of have to. I'm still going to call it a spicy deck because she's sort of a, a rejected commander. Yeah. And it's a cool deck, too. It's 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 cool. Sometimes it's not all about the numbers. It's about what the deck actually does. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's just about world slaying. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> right? you're playing a goddamn world slayer. Yeah. But for for sake of inclusiveness, cards different than the stock page on EDHREC.com, 38 different cards. It's pretty good. And with all the tutors, you punch it into the spicy calculator. It only gets a 33, Ooh. but you know what? We're going to give it honorary spicy because World Slayer. Yes, World Slayer gives it that bump, so we like it. That's it. Strengths and weaknesses. Multiple paths to victory. You could mill. You can commander big creature. You can kind of play that long, grindy game, just getting value in and out of your graveyard with a lend up and just outlast all of the 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 sweepers and the control magic that's going on at the table. It, speaking from experience, Alenda is very difficult to deal with once she gets going. Yeah. You got a path or you got a swords or, or without it without you having a sack outlet. Like it's it, she's tough. Yeah. Or yeah, or you have to go after the sack outlets, which never feels good. Like, oh I'll get your Ashnod's altar which, I mean, is that, right a that's lot of the time. The right move to make most of the time. But here's the thing if if somebody's got you know, a worm coil engine, like player two's got a worm coil engine that's beating you for six and they're going up to like 80 and you have to get my, my Phyrexian altar Dude. or my altar of dementia. So I don't kill you next turn. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's going to make you make those hard decisions. Yeah. Weakness. It's sort of difficult to get an insta kill until the late game. Like we've got that diverse suite of threats, but they're either quite mana intensive or you really have to Alenda really hard. Then you got to grind that value, boys and girls. Com oh, I'm going to call a weakness of this deck, too. Is I think it's a difficult political one. We talked about this last week where people are going to look at it and they're going to go, uh, and because it doesn't have those insta-kill wins, you're going to find you're going to play your Alenda deck and people are going to go, bitch, and they're going to pull out something that is maybe a little bit 
tuned the same way but a little more powerful and you're probably just going to get wiped out in the early game. Yeah, you know what I find a lot of the times with Alenda? It's like maybe by turn four I've got three or four enchantments, Sarah's Sanctum. One of those enchantments might also be Grave Pact and a Bitter Blossom. And then I cast Alenda. And then I've got the dude, whenever I sack a creature, I draw a card. The Smothering Abomination or whatever. Sure. And they're like, ooh, there's a lot going on. And all of a sudden it's three on one because I have a Grave Pact and a Sack Outlet. You know what I mean? And then you get Merciless Eviction and then it's just (laughs) face stompy palooza. The deck is cool, it's resilient, and it's tough, and it has to be because... I bet you after a few games, people are going to have had enough of your shit, yeah. and they're going to come at you with it. You know what? Being um, that that very diverse and um, a lot of pa- pathways to victory makes it a little bit difficult to pilot because no path is a guaranteed win, and you have to pick where you're going to get the most value. So you're going to, a lot of the time, make the wrong decision, and it's going to cost you, which makes the deck feel like a lot worse than it is. This is one of those decks that, when, like we talk about on our uh, post-EDH&M YouTube videos, where you can see where you made your mistake on like turn six, like, oh, I should have tutored for the Blade of the Blood Chief instead of the Skull Clamp. Yes. Or whatever. Yes. And you're gonna and you will be able to pinpoint the moment you've made the wrong decision, but not for like an hour. Because yeah. it hasn't impacted the game to the point where it's like, ah shit, you're at one instead of dead. Yeah. And you know what? That does make us better magic players. So if us if we can flip back to the strengths really quick. This is the kind of deck that's going to make you pay more attention to the subtle intricacies, the the politics, and where to get the most value. You're not just going to pop something off until you have to in this deck. Big time strength. This type of deck will make you a better Magic player. Ooh, I like that. This is why my Alenda deck is F.U. Joel's favorite EDH deck. Ooh. Yeah, it's just, it's difficult, it's nuanced, it's it's very subtle like a finely aged whiskey. <laughs> there it is. It's on brand, right? Yes, <laughs> it is. It. Favorite part of the week for you? <gasps> is it time for card, card of the, of the week? Week, week, week? I think week, I know what week, you're going to pick. Week. World Slayer. There it is. Yeah, baby. That's the one. I have a foil one. Ooh. Ooh. I don't remember if it's the M12 one or the Mirrodin one. I, I don't remember. Mirrodin. Of course, it was printed in Mirrodin, right before Darksteel, hey? Yeah. Indestructible wasn't even a thing yet. We've never heard about it. And then, like, the next set, it's like, hey, guys. <laughs> Check this out. Yeah. Now you can play World Slayer in draft. <laughs> if you would like to blow up the world and make everybody hate you, it's actually quite the uh, affordable thing you can do. It's 84 United States of America cents or 73 Canadian dollars. If you would like the big-time premium foil version to really show people how degenerate you have become, it's about 450 American or 191 Canadian. Sure. Yeah, so it's a fairly high multiplier. That might just be because it's a... It is, at the end of the day, it is a chaff rare that has been reprinted, but I think it has a little bit higher of a multiplier because it's one of those cards that... People, people like... People want it. People who play it, they want it in foil. Exactly. It's a nice foil, too. So that's it. That's, that's, we have a deck. We did it. We got to the end. That is it. I am happy that we had gotten the chance to talk about a deck that I very much like, that Effie Joel likes. It's um, one of the ones that is probably going to remain in my arsenal for a good long time. And this one gave me a couple ideas. Are you going to put a World Slayer in it? No, th- that is a good idea. <laughs> but I like the Supernatural Stamina. That's a solid one. I solid very point. much like that one. And there's uh, there's a couple others that are like the 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 gaunty kind of staples where it dies and comes back. There's one that gives your creature undying, and I think it's an enchantment, so it might be good with with my Sarah's Sanctum as well. Would I just thought of this? Is Chalice of the Void good oh, in wait, Alenda? Hold on a second. Undying would be terrible to give Alenda because she has plus one plus one counters on her. Terrible. Yeah. Forget I said that. Yeah. <laughs> but it would would uh, would just uh, not Chalice of the Void. What's the Cauldron of the Cauldron of Souls? There we go. Would that be good? It gives them not Undying. The other one. Persist. Persist. They she'd come, come back. back with a minus one and she would immediately oh, die and she'd, she'd have zero power. She'd instantly die. So no, it wouldn't <laughs> we be good. We were both wrong. Yeah. <laughs> 
that sounds like an excellent time to move to the final thought of the day before we put our mouth in our foot any more times. <laughs> there we go. Before I move on to the final thought of the day, I want to remind you guys, because we forgot at the top of the show, to interact with any of our giveaway posts on social media. Get yourself entered to win. Is it Chulane? It is... Who is it? Chulane, the storytelling brawl deck. The, bra- the all-in-one brawl deck. Get that sent off to you at the end of the arc. One lucky winner. It'll probably be you. So interact with us and get entered to win that. And if you would like to comment or tag face-to-facegames.com on any of our social media platforms as well, that's going to get you entered in to win a $25 credit voucher for the website so you can buy yourself your own Foil World Slayer 5. Who knows? It'll be sweet. Final thought of the day. Ryan and I are both at a consensus. We both really like this deck. It's a deck that's going to make you try hard play hard, and you're going to get better by having it in your arsenal. So I highly recommend you take your cards, shuffle them all together so that they look just like this list. It's Dolphin Jesus at tappedout.net. The deck is called Alenda the World Slayer. Ha! There it is. Excellent. So go down there, check it out, build it for yourself, try it out. Maybe at your local EDH&M, maybe they won't, uh, they won't see it coming. It'll be a good time. So check that out. Thank you all for being with us, and we are going to be back with a Jund control list on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Be tryhards just like us.